Are you ready to get out of town and see something new? If so, a road trip might be right for you. In this episode, we talk about how to take the right kind of road trip and how to make the most of your money while you're doing it. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, and I am here with Miranda Marquette. How are you doing, Miranda? Hi, I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm always happy when we talk about travel. So how are no you? Trip. Uh, no trip. I am good. Yeah, I'm excited about this, too, because I'm I'm planning not quite, you know, a major road trip, but a, a good a good road trip with, uh, with a friend of mine. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. I'm going on a road trip with my son soon. And it's, it's exciting. I mean, I love a road trip. All right. So, so where, where are you going with your son? We are going down to Arizona. So we're going to drive down to Arizona. We're going to stop in Las Vegas on the way down. We're going to see my grandpa. We're going to go over to Phoenix. And then we're going to we're going to stop at Four Corners on the way back. Uh, It's going to be great. And we're going to see some things that we haven't necessarily seen before. And that's always part of the fun of the road trip. Yeah. Where are you headed? Um, A friend of mine are heading to Memphis. Uh, we haven't really figured, we haven't sat down yet and figured this out. Um, at the time that we're recording this podcast, the road trip is still in the future. By the time you hear this, the road trip will have passed. <laughs> but in any case, we're planning to go to Memphis and, uh, see some sites along the way, take some time, um, and, uh, of course, Memphis has a lot to offer. We both enjoy music. It's a big town for music. So uh, that'll be something that will, uh, you know, make a point out of out of doing. And, uh, you know, on the East Coast, there's there's some stops along the way. Um, it isn't quite as desolate as as the West. Um, you don't have to go too far. You don't have to go as far between interesting stops, you know, to 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 see what's out there. You might be surprised at what there is to see out west. It's, it's sure it's longer and there's lots of empty space in a lot of ways. But uh, there are some also some very interesting uh, geological formations and a lot of cool places to stop and, a, and some cool historical sites if, you're, if you know where to look. Yeah, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of driving in the west, um, Arizona, California, um, Nevada a bit um, and uh, and yeah I should have said except Nevada (laughs) there's nothing in Nevada Uh, he uh, you know the the part of um, of um, of Death Valley is in Nevada Um, yes so that that's really nice out there there's always uh, I mean you can spend days and days in Death Valley it's it's so diverse uh, and and see all these different things so so there's quite a lot of road trip stuff you can do out west I didn't mean to say that there isn't anything interesting out there there's certainly a lot you know even changing my honor (laughs) no I'm just there's there's so much um, that I didn't realize and this is interesting interesting like roadside attractions and deserted towns and um 
just the, the culture is, is, you know, it's so interesting, um, you know, from what I've seen in, in my drives out there. So there's certainly a lot in, in every, in every area of the country. So wherever you are, you can always find something interesting within a couple days drive. That is so true. But uh, a lot of people talk about taking massive road trips, the perfect road trip, the road trip that takes you through all the states and you see these maps. Uh, But maybe following a big map on a big road trip isn't isn't the best option. I mean, what do you think? I mean, is there something wrong with these huge maps? Well, there's a couple of things that I, you know, that I'll, I'll criticize about it. Um, the first is that, you know, there's there's this one map that that has been uh, viral a bit. And that's this perfect road trip where you touch, you know, some interesting landmarks in, in every state. I think it touches every state. That's that's great. It's if you have the opportunity to take a massive road trip. Uh, yeah, go for it. But trying to fit 50 landmarks into your trip. I mean, you're going to need you're going to need months in order to do this right. You don't want to speed through these things. Just speeding through in order to, you know, hit these landmarks, spend 10 15 minutes there, move on to the next one. That's that's not a great way to go about this. I th- I think you really got to you got to look at the time that you have and then find a plan that works for the amount of time. Um, if you have all the time in the world, sure, go through this this massive road trip, 50 state, 50 landmark road trip and uh, and do it. But chances are you don't have that kind of time. And so you've got to decide, well, is the landmarks that I'm interested in or is it the discoveries on the road on the way to the landmarks that I'm more interested in? Yeah, and I think this part of the, the issue you run into when you see these big maps that are like hit these landmarks, hit these attractions, hit these sites. It's less about, hey, let's go and experience this in life uh, and more about, hey, let's take pictures so that we can show all our friends how cool we are. <laughs> and and that's one of the things that kind of gets me with this, because it's like, um, uh, are, are, what's, what's the point of your road trip? Are you trying to go and experience life, trying to do, see something different, trying to enjoy yourself? Or are you trying to put a, a notch in your belt and say, oh, look at this cool picture I've got and show everybody how awesome you are? Uh, to some degree, they've talked about this, that uh, travel is starting to become the new status symbol, right? It's, it's not about the big house anymore. It's, have you been to this landmark? Have you been to this country? Where have you been? And kind of comparing yourself to others. So uh, to me, road tripping is all about, hey, I'm going to do something interesting, something different, something that enriches my life. And yes, I do want to take pictures. I do want to have the memories. Uh, But uh, just stopping, like you said, at something for 15 minutes and then running out is not my idea of really experiencing it and enjoying it. It's just stressful to me. Yeah. So when when I go on road trips, I'll be taking my camera and probably more than just one camera because I, I, I enjoy photography and I have a lot of great shots from different locations that I've been. And I can and I want to continue, you know, building my portfolio. So I will I will definitely be interested in taking photos, but it will be you know, I want to experience things as well. Um, and there's going to be a lot of things to experience. I, I like having the flexibility of when I see something along the road, um, even if it is a farm with a bunch of cows that seem to just be interesting looking cows, 
let's stop. Let's let's take some pictures. Um, and it's it's you know that that led to you know a pretty funny experience when I was uh, traveling in Arizona, and um, you know we just saw some interesting uh, land formations and some cows, and we started taking pictures, and the cows got very interested in what we were doing, and you know started basically you know running, and there was there was a little fence. I don't know if it was completely closed, but there was there it was it was a little bit of an adventure because you didn't know what was going to happen with these cows. They were they were, <laughs> they were you know pretty exciting, and and I think we've all seen that. Um, we've all seen that thing where this, this guy sets up on the you know uh, by a farm and he's got a trombone. And he starts playing the trombone, and all these cows just start coming over. All right, I'm spending too much time talking about cows. Let's move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because I mean, of course, I I grew up in Idaho, and so and my my grandpa had a, a small d- did steers for a little while, and I just think about it, and to me, cows aren't that interesting. But I know to a lot of other people, cows are interesting. I just think cows are stupid. And so, and by stupid, I mean, you know, like they're not smart animals. <laughs> there are some animals that are smart, comparatively speaking, and cows are not among them. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think that that you make a really good point. One of the great things about road trips and why road tripping can be so interesting and so fabulous is you have that flexibility. You have that flexibility to, to change your schedule if you want. You can see other areas of the country. When you're just flying over places, when you're just traveling by plane, you miss out on a lot of things. You miss out on some interesting characters, characteristics of, of the country and the people and what you can see. And so road tripping allows you to slow down and see and really experience that. Plus, you have that that flexible schedule. And uh, sometimes it can even be uh, more comfortable and more more fun because you have more control. Let's get real a little bit here. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're talking about road trips as if anyone can just take several weeks off of their job and just go somewhere. I mean, you need you need the f- flexible job. You need money. Um, you know, I, I, there are certainly ways to do road tripping on a budget, and uh, you can you can you can you can do this for little to no money. Really, it's possible. However, you still need that flexibility in time, and unless you're not working, or independently wealthy, or you have a job that offers you that kind of flexibility where you can take an extended vacation, or maybe you're a teacher where you don't have to work as much over the summer, uh, there are some options there. But uh, let's let, uh, let's remember that you know, what we're talking about is going to be a luxury for most people. Uh, Go back a couple generations and a road trip, not only because, you know, cars were themselves um, items for the wealthy, um, you know, even if they had had cars, um, a road trip would, you know, it's, it's the ultimate luxury that a lot of people just wouldn't have the ability to do. Yeah, and that's a good point. And uh, but you know, at the same time, we have this idea that a road trip has to be like this week long, weeks long adventure. And I mean, you can take a road trip in in you know three to four days. You can do a road you know, as long as you're not going too far. You can you can do a road trip in a three day weekend or a four day weekend when when you have uh, work off. So well, yes, you do need to plan for it, and and it can be a real luxury. At the same time, if you change your view of what a road trip can be. Uh, then you can do some mini road trips in there and, and sort of hey, kind of get a taste for it. 
Yeah, and what's interesting right now is gas prices are probably at their lowest they've been for for many years. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the opportunity, now is probably a great time. I mean, gas prices could go lower, but your the expense that you have to deal with is in a good place right now for a domestic trip. If you're gonna stay in the U.S., the prices are good for travel. Of course, you know if you want to stay in the best hotel rooms and you don't, you know, you're not roughing it that much then you're going to have to deal with those expenses. But in terms of overall cost, it's it's a pretty good time to do a road trip. Yeah, one of, one of the things I've been looking at is uh, normally we fly down to Arizona, but this year we're, we're going to road trip it down. And we've road tripped down in the past as well, but in the last uh, three or four years we've, we've flown. But this year we're road tripping again because I went ahead and looked at the prices and ran the numbers and it's cheaper for the two of us, for my son and I, to drive. And in the past, it hasn't always been that way. There have been years when it's cheaper to fly uh, two people to Arizona than to drive. But but right now, it's that's not the case. And, you know, like you said, there are ways to make it affordable. If you're going to be staying in the finest hotels, then, yeah, it's going to get pricey. But uh, we're camping. You know, we throw our gear in the back and sometimes we stop along the way and we camp uh, because that's way cheaper. It's way cheaper to camp than it is to stay in a hotel room. Uh, you can stay with friends. Uh, one of the things uh, you can do is go you know, plan road trips around your friends because one, that makes it more fun because then you can visit people you like and plus you have a place to stay. So there are ways to kind of bring that price down if you're willing to uh, change things up a little bit and you're not too picky about your accommodations. There are deal sites too that have, um, you know, uh, certain coupons that you can access for, for travel, for staying places, for, for camping even, and, uh, for, for exploring the, the cities and towns that you do visit on your road trip. Um, you certainly like say, say you, you're going to end up in San Francisco. You want to go and make sure you get, um, you know, if, if you're going to be spending any time in that city, you're going to want, you know, the, the city pass or their equivalent um, so that you get to experience these various things all for one price. And you don't have to worry about buying admission um, to each particular thing. Um, and uh, especially if you're going to do any kind of uh, uh, public transportation. Yeah, City Pass is one of my very favorite things. And another thing that we did when we were coming across the country, my son and I, is we did. We bought, we went ahead and bought uh, a card for, for the uh, for the train, for the public transit uh, that worked with the bus and the train in Chicago uh, because it was easy to get around and, and a, a relatively small price to go ahead and do that rather than have to worry about driving everywhere and wasting your time with that. So looking for those kinds of things, um, you've mentioned, uh, you know, there's Groupon, Living Social, uh, loyalty points add up as well. Uh, I actually combine loyalty points. My airline card uh, provides me, is a partner with one of my hotel uh, programs. And so uh, depending on what I spend and where I'm spending it on, I get double points. I get points for my airline and I get points for my hotel stays. And so loyalty points can help out as well. If you, if you're adding them up, uh, you can, you know, maybe if you decide you want to stay in the hotel, then you get some free nights. Yeah, I've got um, I've got over a hundred thousand points right now for um, for my um, uh, through one of the airlines um, because it used to be an airline that I'd use frequently. So I had a credit card that helped me gather points for 
uh, for that for that for those particular flights. Um, so I've got 113,000 miles, and I haven't really had any opportunity to use them. Um, so uh, you know, I'm looking forward to figuring out exactly how I can parlay those points um, into something interesting because I did choose to receive points instead of cash back on credit cards, and so I have to make sure that I make that worthwhile as much as possible. Yeah, that'll be fun to decide that. That that's to me that's part of the excitement is I, I currently have quite a few airline and hotel points and I'm looking to see how I can incorporate them into to my next trip because it's just so exciting and it's that's part of the fun of any sort of travels, figuring out how to do it. But uh, you know, now that you know that you know part of uh, having your reward points too, is it can help you choose your itinerary. And that's the next thing you need to figure out on your road trip is how do you put together an itinerary? And I've been doing this for years. Uh, my first really, well, growing up, my family and I, we always went on, we went camping or we went on like short trips. And when I was in high school, we went on this big three week road trip during the summer and we went all over the Midwest and I loved it. And so since then, I've been learning how to plan road trips. But when you first start, understanding how to put together itinerary is not super easy all the time. Yeah, I think one of the first things you need to think about is, well, who's going on this road trip? Is it just you? Are you going with a friend? Are you going with your spouse? Are you going with or without the kids? And a lot of that is going to determine what type of itinerary you attempt. Right. For sure. And then you also have to figure out how much time you have and where you want to go. And is it realistic to try and cram it in? Uh, my son and I would like to go to San Diego over Memorial Day weekend. And yeah, technically we could drive and we could make it down there and we could make it back in Memorial Day weekend, but it would not be good times. And it would not, it's, it's not realistic for us to decide to do that. And, and, to, and be able to enjoy ourselves and kind of relax the way we'd like. So right. part part of that is being realistic and saying, okay, so where I want to go and the time limit I have, does it really make sense? Uh, maybe I should change my expectations for this road trip. Well, you definitely don't want to set yourself up for failure. What you want to do is give yourself the time and the freedom. And if you don't have a lot of time, then the road trip should reflect that. And maybe you shouldn't go that far, go too far for that particular opportunity. I think, you know, you don't want to set yourself up so that you're rushing around from place to place because then you won't have any time to actually enjoy it. You know, I stuff stuff your itinerary as much as possible with the things you would love or think you might love doing, but just don't do too much of it or else you're just going to ask too much of yourself. Yeah. And once you start stuffing things in there and you have this tight schedule, then you run into problems where you start missing things. You're stressed about getting to the next thing. And all of a sudden it doesn't feel like a vacation anymore and it doesn't feel like fun anymore. It just feels like this massive just it's just stressful and nobody wants that. You don't want to come back from your cool road trip and be like, oh my gosh, I felt like that was just work the whole time. And now I have to go back and do real work. You know, we talk about a vac I need a vacation to recover from my vacation. You don't want, you don't want to be in that spot. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's not so bad with road trips, probably for bigger travel. You know, you, you get into this idea that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and it may be, I mean, you never know and you just want to do as much as possible. But I think we just have to realize, and I'm starting to realize this as I get older, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> 
that, you know, you can't do everything in the world with the time that we have. Um, so you've got to be a little selective once in a while um, and just realize that you may live your entire life and never do something. So figure out what those things are that you do want to do and, and focus in, uh, focus on them. And it might come down to prioritizing things. And you just may find that, hey, you know, um, I'm just never going to get to this in my lifetime and I'm going to have to be okay with that. For sure. And one of the things, too, that's great about technology today is that it can really help you as you're planning your itinerary. You know, apps make it easier for you to get hotels the day of so that if you decide you want to go off the beaten path, if you want to change your schedule a little bit, that maybe you saw something really interesting. Maybe you saw another herd of cows that you just <laughs> had to get a picture of. Uh, you can say, oh, well, I'm not going to make it as far as I thought. I, I'm going to find a different hotel. And and this was something that I did, we did on our way across the country. So the first half of our trip, we were like, well, uh, we're going to be, we need to be in Chicago on this day and we're going to leave Chicago this day. And we need to be, uh, because we're picking up, we were picking up my cousin. We need to be in Wisconsin on this specific day. So for the first part of the trip, we're like, well, we have some specific things and I made sure to time it out and make sure we had plenty of time that we weren't having problems. Um, but then the last part of the trip, after we picked up my cousin, it was more about, well, what's interesting? What do we want to do? How far do we want to go today? And so then it was, we didn't have any set plans and it was, okay, we've been driving. We've looked at these things. We're starting to get tired or we're ready to stop now. And we've had a great day and seen some really, seen the jolly green giant in Minnesota. And now it's time to, now it's time to, to stop. So then it's, well, let's pull out the app and see what's within the next 50 miles of where we're at. And that'll be a good stopping point. And so technology has made it really easy to be even more flexible on your road trip. Yeah, you know, it's made it easier, but I don't know that it's made it better. Um, you know, I we you know, driving around before things like Waze and Google Maps um, uh, and, uh, you know, these these things help you get where you needed to go. Uh, we used triple uh, a triptychs, uh, which kind of outlined the path for us um, and would highlight the stops along the way, uh, hotels that we would want to stay at and plan in advance, or at least waypoints that would have been interesting. Um, the, uh, you know, in California, um, the Thomas guides were really, uh, popular and that gives you all the information, probably even better information than you'd have in, in the apps today. Um, and, uh, and it's, it can be, you know, it, Going through um, atlases and roadmaps is is a is a much more fun way of doing it than just putting a destination into the app and then just listening to the lady on the phone tell you exactly where to turn. Oh, and for oh, me, it's um, I've got. I, I Oh, I was going to say, I feel like I need to be, be clear here. When I say using my apps, I'm talking about where's the hotel within 50 miles. I'm not, I don't use, I don't use the GPS to get me to my next place. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, yeah, uh, it, it, finding, finding hotels with apps is certainly easier uh, than calling around. Um, you know, we used to just call the hotels when uh, we, 
it was late and we don't feel like driving any longer and we didn't have a specific destination uh, or, you know, an interdestination in mind. So it would be maybe eight o'clock at night and we'd have to just start calling hotels to see who had a who had a room free. And, you know, that's certainly a pain, but it's also kind of um, it's kind of the uh, it's kind of the old fashioned way to do a road trip. And I, I kind of enjoy that. Well, I like what you said about maps and atlases. We keep a road atlas in our car. And uh, to your point about the the GPS, if we when we were coming from my grandpa's once, if we had just put in the information on the GPS, uh, it would have just taken us to the quickest route. And it wasn't very interesting. I got out a map and looked at it. And this alternate route that took two extra hours was way more interesting. And so that's what we did. We stopped at Lake Havasu. We saw some cool things uh, that we wouldn't have done if we had just, like you said, just put it in and let the lady tell us the directions. The Finding the interesting route is is a fun part of, of doing a road trip, at least in my opinion. And, you know, one of the things that I'm looking to do uh, at some point when I, when I do have the time is to do take the Lincoln Highway um, out from the East Coast to the West Coast or, or maybe in the opposite direction, depending on where I'm starting from. But, you know, that's it's an old highway route that's been replaced by freeways and interstate highways. But the the old Lincoln Highway is still there. And uh, it's kind of like Route 66 in a way, but it's not as you know, Route 66 is kind of like this, you know, tourist attraction now um, because everybody knows about it and everyone does the Route 66 road trip. And it's it's great because there's a lot of interesting stuff along the way. And I'd like to do that, too. But for me, I think, you know, I, you might see a little more of real life if you if you do the Lincoln Highway trip instead. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, so that's that's a plan for when I definitely have someone to go with and someone who has lots of time to spare, kind of like I do, sort of. Nice. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point is, uh, you know, can you go with somebody who has time to spare or are you, you know, do you have to go alone? Uh, I personally um, think it'd be fun to go by myself on a long road trip. I haven't for a very long time. And there are days when I'm like, yeah, it would be cool just to be out there by myself for like two weeks doing my thing and and maybe stopping and seeing friends along the way but uh but i can see too how you know maybe after a week or two maybe i wouldn't want to be by myself so i don't know yeah well i mean it's worth a try and i've never really traveled extensively by myself and i kind of like i like having someone to share experiences with um but you know at the same time if the timing isn't right, then I'm just going to have to go by myself. Um, before, before I was born, my parents, um, I think they were recently married, uh, and they went on a cross country road trip and it was probably the best experience of their lives. Um, at least from hearing the way they've talked about it since, um, you know, I, they really treasured the time they spent, of course, um, at the time, it was, uh, you know, a heck of a lot cheaper to, to travel mm-hmm. by car and gas was very, very cheap. And they and, you know, they were young and had no problem with camping out uh, and doing whatever it takes to just, you know, keep those costs low. And, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're in a situation now where people like the 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 having the luxury and, you know, being treated, you know, going to nice hotels and being treated um, like VIPs. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just a different experience. Um, So there, there are two ways to go about it and just figure out what's right for you. 
Yeah. And, and I think you bring up something interesting. You talked about your parents did it, you know, before you, you uh, they had kids. Uh, but what happens when you do have kids and, you know, you, if you, you want to get them doing the road trip thing, you, you need to figure out how to keep them amused. And I, I know one solution a lot of the time has been, oh, well, you know, you've got your phone, you've got a DVD player in the car and a screen. Let's just, you know, let's just watch stuff. Um, and, you know, there's and, and my son sometimes plays games on his phone if we're like on a really long, like if we're on a six hour drive and we're going through a really like desolate str- when we're going across Kansas um, and, <laughs> and we know we're not going to stop for, for a while. There's nothing really to see. Uh, he'll, he'll sometimes turn to the phone. But for the most part, we've been working on being engaged. So we bring a book about information where we're going. He bought a book about uh, Native Americans in the Southwest. Well, we were, and, and every time we go down toward Arizona or New Mexico or Nevada, he pulls out his book to talk and we talk about things and look for different sites. Uh, my mom had a geology book and every time, you know, an Idaho geology book. And anytime we went on a road trip in Idaho, uh, Montana or Wyoming, uh, we look for formations. We'd get out and do a little rock hunting and, and try and identify rocks. And so there are different things you can do to make things interesting along the way. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have kids, so I don't have any experiences to share that are recent. I have to look back to when I and my brother were children and we would take road trips with the family. And sure, we didn't always get along in the backseat, but we tried to, uh, for the most part, we would find games that we could play with each other and look out the window and, you know, whether it's I spy or counting the license plates you know, just even looking at the license plates of the other cars, if you're on the highway for so long uh, with not a lot of stuff to, to really look at, which is the case in New Jersey, um, <laughs> you can, uh, you know, you, you learn a little bit about geography because, you know, which states you see the license plates for the most often, what's close, what states you're passing through. Um, and of course, you know, when you do get uh, to the nicer areas uh, where you can look off the highway and see interesting things. Um, you, you, you really get a good, uh, you get, you get a good look at the country and, and that is an important education much more so than just staring at an app for, uh, for the duration of the trip. Oh yeah, for sure. And then, and the other thing that sometimes we do is listen to podcasts. My son loves Freakonomics. Uh, you got audiobooks, so you can listen to those as you go along and, and discuss them. I think uh, too often we, we've talked about this in the past with our, our phone episode. Too often we're we're looking at the phones and we're not engaging with the world around us. And a road trip is a great way uh, for you to engage with the world around you and and not just your kids. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, we didn't have podcasts when I was a kid. Again, going back right. to the distant past, but we had <laughs> but we had tapes. We listened to like um, uh, Prairie Home Companion on tape, oh, just yes. like you know hours and hours of that we listened to um we would we would get exposed to music that my parents liked (laughs) and you know i think we spent a whole trip once just listening to bob marley's um you know album over and over again um because we liked it so much and it was so much fun to sing in the car (laughs) Uh, we used to play a game of like who can guess the song the fastest when it comes on and who who can guess it within a couple notes and uh, who's first right who guesses it first 
turned into kind of a competition with the music as well. Kind of fun. So yeah, so what if you're getting ready to go on a road trip? What are some things that you can do now to get ready to go on your road trip? Well, um, the first thing is to find uh, your destination um, that is appropriate for the trip. And if it's not a destination, it's, you know, a path, either the destination or the path. Either one of those has got to be something interesting that's going to keep you involved. So so figure out what that is, make it appropriate for whatever your time frame is and whoever your companions are, if you have any, and make that decision. Yeah. And I think on uh, while you're doing that, the next thing to do is research costs. Uh, take a look at what it might cost. Uh, there are great tools like the AAA gas estimator uh, that can help you figure out an approximate cost, depending on the average cost of gas in, in the states you're passing through, uh, can help you figure out. Uh, how much you might have to pay, uh, research costs of you know, food, and, and kind of get an idea of what it's going to spend. Yeah. And then once you have that idea, just start saving up for it, um, you know, so you don't go into debt in order to to fund this this trip that you're taking. Um, you, you know, just put some, put some money aside into a separate savings account if you have to, um, if that makes it easier or just, you know, be aware of how much that you've set aside, whether it's in a jar or in the bank account or just in your head, either way, know how much you're setting aside. And, you know, I, I think to add to this, um, we shape our memories um, through photographs. Uh, the the memories that we have the best, uh, the events that we have the best memories of are the ones that we're able to turn to time and time again and kind of, you know, relive it. And the best way to do that is through photographs and video. Um, so, as I, you know, I, I know that we still hate the idea of snapping a picture wherever you go, sharing it on social media. Um, but even if you just take pictures and keep them to yourself, print them out, select a few, print them out and put them in an album, even though it's old fashioned. This is how this is how you make memories, because um, if you skip this, if you expect to, you know, look back on your life 20 years from now um, and you look for all the pictures you posted on Facebook, good luck finding any of that. Um, you want to create these physical things that you can that you can share, that you can turn to when you feel like being a little nostalgic and remembering remembering the good old days. You need you need these photograph albums. So let's not lose that, uh, you know, as much as a digital era wants us to. Yeah, I think that makes sense to a certain degree. I've been kind of guilty. I've been lately just like, oh, well, I just I have it on Facebook. I have it on my computer hard drive, but it's harder to get through. And I had a, a friend recently say, oh, hey, you know, I'd love to see, you know, you know, your your time as an exchange student in Austria. And I could go and get the photo album down and it was easy to find all the pictures because there they were. And I'm not much of a scrapbooker, but, you know, I just put some things there and, and put it all together and looking at it, I was like, Oh, this is nice. I should do more of this. And yeah, so, it sounds yeah. old fashioned, but I'm telling you, if you expect to be able to save the thousands and thousands of snapshots you take with your phone, um, you think that they're going to be on Facebook forever. Um, I've got some bad news for you. That's not going to be what's going to, that's not going to be how things are going to go. You're going to lose the pictures. You're going to lose the memories. So print out, the best ones, put them in an album and keep that album with yourself and with your family for years to come. Yeah, I love that. So we have a listener question. 
And it is, I don't like driving, but flying is so expensive and you miss a lot. How can I go on a road trip without driving? Yeah. Well, I think one of the best <laughs> things you can do is, um, I, we talked about this in, a, in an earlier episode some time ago, uh, take the train. I mean, there's, there's these great train trips that you can take that put you through you know, some of the best areas of the country, some of the most amazing views. And, uh, you know, from what I understand, there are stops along the way and you can experience towns and you get back on the train and you go to the next one. You sleep on the train. It's um, it's it's an adventure. It's it's a great way to have a road trip. You're you're on a you're on a you're on a tracks. So you're not on a road. So it's a track trip, I guess. But <laughs> you're still taking this trip across the country or to a region that you don't have a lot of experience with. And um, and it's it's probably it's probably more affordable than flying. That's for sure. And it's it, there's a good chance it's much more affordable than than driving as well. Yeah. And and at the same time, you can also go with somebody who likes to drive. Uh, if you have an experience with somebody who enjoys driving, maybe get with them and have them do most of the driving and you just do a little of the driving and, and you can help out in other ways. So there are things you can do to still enjoy a road trip, even if you aren't personally the one behind the wheel. I drove 11,000 miles one summer <laughs> for a drum and bugle corps. Um, and you would think that's a great way to to see the country. And we did go throughout almost all, you know, a very large portion of the country. Um, but I was driving at night the whole time for the, you know, for almost the whole 11,000 miles was, it was all night driving. So I really kind of missed it. And of course I had to sleep during the day cause I was driving at night. Uh, so I didn't even get to explore these wonderful cities that I was visiting, um, as much as I would have liked. We had, we had a free day in San Antonio and I think that might've been one of the only free days we had the entire summer. Um, so yeah, it was great to see San Antonio and I'd love to go there again, but it really, it really gave me a lot of experience driving and so I have no problem driving long distances now in fact I in, enjoy it now that I'm not commuting every day driving in a commute driving three hours every day um, I'm back to the point where I enjoy driving so so hey if you're the one who doesn't like driving and uh, you want to go on a road trip let you know, come and go with me I like driving <laughs> yeah same here I love driving and, and there are times when I'll just say you know what uh, we were coming back from, and it's only a couple hours away, this place, Logan, that's not too far from here. And over the fall, we were getting ready to come back. And I was like, you know what? I feel like driving. I feel like seeing something different. So we're going to go home this different way and look at some leaves. And it's going to take us twice as long to get home. But I feel like driving and I want to see, see something, see something different. So that's what we did. And I love driving. So, yeah, I did the same thing when I was uh, driving back uh from uh from a, a friend of mine's wedding um down in Virginia, the the trip we decided to take back would put us through Shenandoah National Park. Oh, beautiful! And it was a little foggy and a little raining, so the weather wasn't perfect. But it was still it was a longer trip. Uh, but we got to enjoy it uh, a whole lot more than just driving on Interstate ninety five the whole way back. <laughs> yeah, and I find too that even if it takes a little longer to get off the interstate and maybe go on a byway or a highway it's prettier and sometimes even though it takes longer the time seems to go by faster 
you just enjoy the experience more and that just makes it all better. Yeah. So with that, make sure you come and join us. Join us on the Facebook community. We have an adulting TV Facebook community where we talk about what's going on. Come on to Facebook. Share, share with us your favorite road trip. What yeah. was your favorite road trip? And and what do you remember about that? Uh, do you scrapbook? Let us know if you make scrapbooks of your uh, your trip uh, and snap us pictures of, of what you've got and post them on Facebook for us. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Android. Make sure that you are getting all of our episodes and that you are ready for what's next. Come find us again next week for the next episode of Adulting. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. 